Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. You've got Lynn Galvin here, my mum. Hello. (laughs) And she is a qualified lawyer of how many years, mum? 35. I know I've asked you that a few questions. (laughs) You have. That's, um, yeah, that's that's nearly as old as I am. It is, really. Um, (laughs) Yes, and I am Laura and I am her daughter. And we want to help you guys, as you've been knowing, we've been going through the process of what to expect in a divorce and separation, how to get through it. Yep. We've been talking about all the stages. If you haven't listened to them, we've talked about who moves out, what you prepare before you tell them. And also we've just touched on the process, the getting it started, getting the, getting the separation finalized. Yep. One of the stages we mentioned in that, if you can't come to an agreement yourself, and if your lawyers can't come to an agreement, one of the options you can take is uh, getting a mediator. Yeah. yeah. So did you want to try and explain, Mum, yeah. what what does that mean? Because it sounds scary. Okay. So, well, mediators are, are, are trained in family law it, when we're, we're talking about property here. So they're generally property lawyers. So your house and your money and your cash yep. and your super. Yep, just sort, sorting your out your stuff. And, yep, yep. Your sort, stuff. sorting out the stuff. Yeah. Uh, so for property mediations. So uh, it, you need to do a little bit of preparation, but a mediator is someone who works with both parties, sometimes mm-hmm. with their lawyers as well. It's an intense kind of hothouse arrangement where you, you spend a day or half a day talking about nothing else and trying to get to a settlement. And if if you're at mediation, that means you haven't been able to come to an agreement. So there are there must be sticking points. Yeah, which, um, it, which it needs, I think, a mediator to dislodge. Um, and what, what a good mediator will do is identify people's interests, what's, mm. what's beyond, what lies behind that difficulty in settlement. What the uh, bee in their bonnet is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So it gets, it gets behind that, that a good mediator, mediator will be able to um, tease out what the real concerns are. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's many types of mediation, depending on if you want to sit in the room with your partner or if you don't want to sit in a room with your ex-partner. So you don't have to sit in a boardroom or something with someone. No. It's just So it's not a court. You're not in court. No. Oh, no. So you no. could be in a office apartment. What, like? They usually use rooms either at the Law Society, uh, in the um, the bar. Okay. Bar Association has Bar rooms. doesn't mean an alcoholic barristers, Sorry, place. the barristers have. Uh, sometimes there's mediation rooms that people can hire. Okay, so it's just a room. It is, it is. Usually you'll have one room where everyone comes together or if the clients aren't seeing each other, then at least the barristers, or lawyers, sorry, come together with the mediator. And then two what they call break out rooms, one for each team, as it were. So, if you don't want to sit in the same room with your ex because mm. it's horrible for you, yep. you have the choice to not. Absolutely. But if it's okay, sometimes yep. it's better to sit in there so you're talking face to face. I've seen some real barriers broken down by people. Probably for the some of them are sitting down and talking to each other for the first time since they separated, maybe six months ago, mm. and and you know. Not talking face-to-face means you can get mixed messages. Yeah. I mean, a smiley face or a grumpy face or a thumbs-up on a text message 
doesn't really cut yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So so a lot of mediators love to get the people together to start with and and start to get that communication going. Can I ask, um, I know this is a hard question, but cost-wise, mm. uh, what what kind of range of cost is it? Okay. Well, well it, it depends on the type of mediation you choose. So mm-hmm. I really think, and I'm not just pushing my profession barrow here, <laughs> but I really think you've got a better chance of it settling if each of you has your lawyer with you. Okay. Um, and so that's going to be, you know, if it's a... Why is that? I think that they can help with the uncertainty. If anything new crops up from the other side and you don't know if that's where if that's reasonable, if, that, if it's yeah. if it's fair, uh, your lawyer can say, "Well, look, mate, really, uh, you probably could get another twenty or thirty thousand dollars if you go into court, but it's going to cost you that to go to court." Yeah. And then the decision. The thing with mediation is the decision is with you and your partner it's not or your ex-partner so it's not the lawyer's decision they're just there to support and guide they're you they're your wealth of information that's and right the sounding they're board. your phone a friend yeah and and sometimes um we've we i can remember well i know in our practice if people can't afford to have us there for the whole time mm-hmm. they literally do phone us so they go okay. to the mediation uh they take a support person yeah. you know a relative or a friend that they can trust and if an offer comes or if they're thinking about making an offer, they'll ring our office and they get to talk to their lawyer and, and we'll give them the advice yep, over the phone. Yes, well, you're in the right track or no, that's a lot less than you would get in court, that sort of information. Okay. So a lawyer, it's good to have. Yep. And if you can't afford it, then you can always ring them. Yeah, well, not, not everyone offers that, but oh, just okay. check with your lawyer that they yep. don't mind if you ring and get some advice. And you might even be able to, if there's an agreement, get it sent through to them to check. Mm. So looking at costs, so you're talking yep. about costs, Laura. So each person would have to either pay their lawyer to be there the whole day or mm-hmm. pay for whatever time their lawyer spends on their matter during the day. Uh, the mediators themselves can cost, um, I'm thinking from memory now, about 1500 to maybe $3,500 a day. I know oh, some... Oh, blimey. I know. <laughs> okay. The, the comfortable... Is there a cheaper option? <laughs> before you say, before you worry, remember that's half each for okay, that. So okay, you're paying true. for your lawyer and half the mediator. And I guess that is if you can succeed in the mediation and come with an agreement, then you're saving yourself a bundle Absolutely. to go to court. But if you don't reach an agreement it's really heartbreaking because you've just blown all that money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The only consolation I can offer you is that a lot of the preparation for mediation uh, can be done in a form that could ultimately be filed in court. Okay. So that if you can't reach agreement at a mediation... Ask your lawyer how you know when you so when you're preparing for mediation. Ask your lawyer to prepare them in the documents in a form that if you have to go to court, yeah, you can. And and some people have gone to court already. They've got the they've filed an application in the court. They're waiting for a trial. Yeah. And so at some point, someone says, "Well, how about we try mediation?" And it's, it's the time is the biggest thing it saves yeah. you. Yeah. And and so I did say, was there a cheaper option to a mediator? No, I, I glossed right over that. <laughs> I, I just slipped that by, Laura, because I don't know that there is really. Okay. So it's just, but I, I thought that you could maybe go to Relationships Australia. Oh, well, see, they're offering it for children. Oh, okay. So, so Relationships Australia offer mediators and so does the um, family relationship centres that the federal government has set up. Okay. But... 
they are for children's matters. Okay. And they scale their fees or, or some of them are even free. Uh, I think the Relationships Australia has a scale of fees, a sliding scale depending on your income. Okay. So And, and they're a number, they'll often have a number of sessions okay. to get things sorted. But for property, I'm afraid... Uh, there's very little option okay, well other that, than a yeah. paid mediator. Paid yeah. mediator. Maybe okay. you could just get a cheaper mediator. Yeah, but <laughs> but then they're probably not going to be as good. Well, so you know, some people, some people are just better at mediation than others, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's that we know, like lawyers know, we have the people that we know by reputation right who are working well or who are not succeeding in getting things settled or so do they have like a success rate is there a instead of like a, a trip, <laughs> trip advisor there's a mediator advisor do you know there's not there should be not, but i think if you ask all the mediators they can tell you what percentage they set on. Uh, okay all right yes. so so get your lawyer to advise you on a good one yep that has a good settle yep. rate and if you and your ex are in are fighting let's face it um, you probably can't agree on a mediator. So we have a protocol for that. So one person, one law- lawyer, will put up a panel of three mediators. Mm-hmm. What about this one, this one, this one? And the other other person's lawyer and the other person choose which one of those mediators. So that's kind of a circuit breaker if yeah. you're still fighting. That's handy. Yes. Okay, all right. So you, you choose your type. What mm-hmm. type of mediation you want. Yep. You choose your cost of mediator. Um, mm. You then choose which mediator by doing that three thing. Yep. Um, you decide whether you can afford to have your lawyer there with you. If not, see if they do the phone in and definitely, if not, take a friend at least so you've got some support. Yes. And don't forget, Laura, you will have already been to a lawyer to find out where you stand. True. Because we want all of our client, all of our listeners yeah. to at least go to a lawyer at yeah. the beginning and get an idea of what they should be getting if they went to court. And then if you're going to settle for less, at least you know what you're giving up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. So that's we've mentioned that in another podcast. Uh, yep. You must, we, we really strongly recommend, um, there are lots of ways to get free legal advice yep. from Legal Aid or you can go, a lot of law firms offer that, um, was it a, an hour? An hour. For, for a couple of hundred for dollars. a couple of hundred bucks, that's worth it because you know where you stand. Can I tell you where you shouldn't get your legal advice from? Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> Don't get legal advice from the lady next door okay. or people in the lunchroom okay. or, you know, someone, your mother's Auntie friend's friend who yep. did it. And don't ask Cousin Daryl. Don't, okay. you oh, know. Cousin Daryl. <laughs> because their experience is their experience. And as you know, every marriage is different. Every yep. relationship is different. Yeah. And, and every outcome, every advice should be different. Tailor-made. That's okay. what you want. You want tailor-made. You so want tailor-made. If you can afford it definitely go and get it if you mm. can't get the get the free legal advice but yes. not from next door nelly no okay almost so, every lawyer in uh, that i know of in queensland at least will give you a free phone call perfect and for 15 minutes yeah you know. so prepare your questions in advance oh gosh yep. and we must get to that at another point about we're, how to keep your costs to. down that for will lawyers. be an episode where we talk about you know finding a lawyer and talking about it but so back to mediation mm. um how do you prepare for a mediation? Well, the preparation for mediation is best looked at from 
putting yourself in that room mentally, okay, and imagining an offer's come in from the other side. You need to be certain of what you're accepting or what you're offering. So, so um, you need a monetary offer, or a monetary a offer. So you offer need or... to, so, yeah. So you need to know what everything's worth. Okay. So you need to get maybe a red book, red book uh, printout of the cards. So, so there's a websites that tell yep. you how much cars red are book. worth, what and, year, what make, you, what model. That's right. So you know what the value of your car is. That's if, right. If you do, okay, you have that car. I'll have this car, and his car's worth. A hundred thousand. Your car's worth five thousand. Mm-hmm. Then, even though you both got a car, it's not really fair. And and you know you don't have to have an expensive valuation as long as both of the valuations are done from the, the same, same site. Oh, perfect. Yep. So sometimes um, you just go on, I don't know, car sales. Okay, so car or something sales like that, or Red Bull, and print out the two things and say, look, these cars are selling for about this price, and and it's an estimate. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and. You can't be accurate. Oh, you know. You go down to the dollar, then you're going to definitely not meet, well, settle. <laughs> that's right. And mag wheels notwithstanding, uh, you know, oh, it's gosh. an ish price. Yeah. So it, the magic Velvet e, seats? Est- velvet seats, no, oh, okay. no. Okay. <laughs> so you work out what your cars are worth. You work out what the super's worth. Some super needs to be valued. Military super needs to be valued. Okay. Commonwealth pension supers need to be valued. Uh, you need to know what each of you has got in the bank. Um, and that would usually be exchanging bank statements. So you'd have a, a updated bank account yep. printout saying this yep. is what I have. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I hear the word disclosure thrown around oh. a lot. So oh. what does disclosure mean? Is that bank statements? It means it means literally no, it means actually sort of turning your pockets inside out and saying, Look, this is every bit of paper I've got about me. What else do you want to know? Okay. And and I if you go into a mediation and you don't have the answer to a question of how much is in your bank or what happened to that 20000 last year, you're not going to be able to settle. So mm. you need to know. These things, this bank statements and your list um, and your sorry, values and super, allows you to create a list of assets. And it's funny because we're going in for mediation, but generally... One party has one list of assets and the other party has another list of assets. And they're a bit different? The assets are the same usually. Same list of assets. Except that different idea different of what values. they were. Yeah. Oh, and a word to the wise. Furniture, don't bother valuing furniture. If, you, if you've got to, divide the furniture point by point. Um, and I can tell you it's not worth doing furniture fights unless they are an amazing, perhaps a bed Queen Elizabeth slept in. Um, what you need to do is someone, here's a, break, a circuit breaker for you. One person makes two lists that encompasses every bit of furniture you're fighting over, at, right? Two lists, roughly equal. Mm-hmm. And then you give it to the other person and they choose one. Mm. So... The, the person making the lists can't load one up with all the good stuff. Mm, that's clever. Knowing that, yeah, so they, they do. It, it's that's a, like I do with my kids. I make one of them dish up the dessert and whoever and the dish one. up the dessert is not the one who gets to choose I the like dessert. It. I like it. Well, it my means grandchildren it's be nev- even as heck. <laughs> my grandchildren never do anything wrong. <laughs> I'm sure that's unnecessary. <laughs> but anyhow, so, so let's not get bogged down in furniture because – I have people get really stuck on it and, and oh, but it's insured for 30000 No, doesn't matter. It's furniture. That's it's furniture. And remember, you know what? It's secondhand. So apart from the furniture, your two lists of assets, generally someone's got a bit of a so you, higher so, idea of the house. So you sit down and you list all the assets that you know exist. Yep. And you list down what you have found they are worth through valuations what you think or what you they think are they're worth. worth. Yep. And then they'll come with a list of assets. Yep. 
and then it'll be uh, you're generally at the beginning of a mediation. So, okay, so you you turn up to mediation, you've done this preparation. So that's the prep. That's a, well, apart from make sure you get some sleep the night before. Okay. Make sure you have breakfast. I don't care how sick you feel. Yeah. Have some breakfast. Get something in your tummy <clears throat> because you'll never survive the day. Excuse me. <clears throat> well, I think one thing um, I've seen being support person for people in mediation is that they they don't think they want to eat, and they <laughs> and but the problem is if you're not eating because you're so stressed. You then your brain's not working. You're not thinking properly. You haven't eaten, and it's life changing decisions that you're yep. agreeing to. And if you're not thinking properly, then either you're going to mess it up and regret it. So, or it'll be wasted so money. Eat your brekkie yep. and pack a little lunch to take. Yep, little muesli bars and some drink, and you yep. know nothing alcoholic. No, <laughs> but <laughs> I think of mediation like is so. My clients are driving the bus, so they need to be on their A game. Okay. When we go to court, I'm the one in control. But when you're in mediation, the person's in control. Driving the bus. Yeah, driving the bus. They're driving the bus. So okay. we're just supporting. All right. So you've done your prep work. You've yep. had your brekkie. Yep. You've made your lunch. You've got there on time. You've got there on time. That's a good That's call. a good one. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so first thing that happens, do you want to know what yeah, happens? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Do you have to wear court clothes? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Wear Great. comfy clothes. Wear comfy clothes. Tracksuit pants? If you want to. Okay, so you can wear whatever the heck you want. Whatever makes you feel good. Okay, good. So don't okay. wear something tight and restricting. And be that's pretty make you sure to... you're not, if you're doing shuttle, your ex won't see you, so don't bother dressing up so, so that they know what they're missing. you're in a different room. In different rooms. Yeah, okay. So just wear what you're comfortable in. Absolutely, because it can be a long slog. Okay. And it's concentration. And, and I tell you, people are exhausted for days Sounds. after horrid but it, at least it avoids court it is it gets it done if okay it works. so you turn up okay. you're dressed in comfy clothes yep you walk into the room yes and so your mediator will oh. show you into a room do you sometimes meet the mediator before you go some people do an intake what they call an intake session yeah uh, a lot of people do it over the phone okay sometimes so you... people do it in person uh it's just a little get to know you thing but generally um in queensland they don't oh there you go. Yeah. Okay. They've just really got to see if you're suitable to, oh, to mediate. Okay. So they're looking for things like, is one person in an immensely more powerful position than another? And if they are, can that be sort of lessened or mitigated by perhaps keeping them, like you say, separate yeah. and making sure they've got their lawyers and yeah. all of that sort okay, of thing? Okay. So they, they just mm. suss you out, but mm. apparently not so much in Queensland. And mm. then, um, you, then you turn up on the day... Yep. And, and so you're in your room with your lawyer and your support person and your lunchbox and your list of assets, right? And your, and your lawyer and yeah. what? Chocolate. And your chocolate. Yes, chocolate. And your list of assets. And, and, right? and your lawyer will have the file. Yeah. Okay. A mediator will come in and introduce him or herself to you and your, your lawyer probably knows him already yeah. uh, or her already. And they have a little speech they give about the purpose of mediation and using your best endeavours and don't record anything and oh, really? all of those things, yes. Okay. And then they'll go and give that same talk to the other people. If you're not in a shuttle mediation, that is the one time you're all together, you get all together and they give a, a talk to both of you. And they'll probably talk to you about how awful court is. 
yeah. and, and the delays. <laughs> Try and scare you. That's into right. Yes. Yeah. She's done a little yeah. spiel about expectations mm-hmm. and why it's mm-hmm. better than court. Yes, yes. Then what happens? Okay, so then we look at the two lots of assets. It's usually a consultation, the two lawyers and the mediator, working out a middle ground just for the purpose of today. Okay. And then we all go back to our bunkers. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, usually one person makes an offer. The okay. other person then responds and the mediator goes with those offers from room to room. So you can tell the mediator things completely confidentially in your room uh, to them, or you can tell them, you can let him know or let her know this fact, mm. and that might make a, a change. And and it's amazing how often an agreement will be reached. If you reach an agreement, then the lawyers draw up what's called a heads of agreement, usually just dot points, mm. you know, who gets what, who's getting the house, who's getting the car, who pays this, and then your lawyers will draw up consent orders to file in the court to let the court know that you've settled. So yeah. so if you come to an agreement in mediation, the lawyer will write it all up Yep. Uh, and then you file it in the court. Yep. And, and if you've already filed proceedings, you've started an application in the court, that little document of consent orders, both parties sign, that will finish your proceedings and there's no more need so to go to court. you won't have to keep going to court. And if you hadn't gone to court already, then everyone draws up an cons- application for consent orders, attaches the orders, and nobody has to go to court. Can... And a, an agreement. Sorry, you can do a financial agreement if, yeah. if you want to. You keep saying, though, that that financial agreement can be really expensive. It can it can, okay. but it is a good way of solving things if you want something that is a bit different, a okay. bit out of a the ordinary. Order. Yep. So uh, with with that, what happens if you partially agree on some things but still won't agree on, say, like three major sticking points? Okay. That's good That's good progress, though. If you've, if yep. you've sorted out three things, you can do a consent order for those three things. Yeah. And then... When you go back to court or if you do apply to court, you say to the court, Your Honour, we've agreed on these. Here are the things we can't agree on. We would like you to make a judgment on that, make okay. a decision on that. Will and that, the court will set it down for a hearing. And will it make points. it quicker? Uh, it can make it shorter. That So if you've got – say your matter is a big case and it's going to be four days. That's not a very big case, but a case. Yeah. The judge has got to find a four-day break in his or her schedule and that might be a couple of years before that's available if you've been able to narrow the issues they call it like reach agreement on some things then the court saying court you might be able to say to the court your honor this is now only going to be a one-day trial or a two-day trial and the judge will have lots more one and two days and, and be able to give you a date closer so it's all good if you can reach an agreement on anything that's good. It's good. And and sometimes if people have been at loggerheads for a while, reaching an agreement on one or two things, even if they can't go any further on the mediation day, can be kind of can create the impetus for agreement on everything. Okay. You know? So it can start that snowball effect of okay, okay, okay. Yes. Um all right. So what happens if you don't agree on anything. I guess the same process. You go, okay, Your Honour, we went to mediation. We didn't agree on diddly squat. Yeah. And we need you to do everything. So yes. it might take a bit longer because you're going to need more days. Yes. But don't forget, though, there's this thing called arbitration. Yes, you've mentioned that. Yep. So Sounds like just... some sort of weird torture. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds a bit arbitrary. Not the arbitrator! <laughs> <laughs> so arbitrators, well, they've been around for years in terms of 
of employment law, right? Yes. Having an arbitration for an award. So an arbitrator is a lawyer. Um, I'm one yes. who's been around for a long time, usually an accredited family law specialist who's been trained kind of like a judge, only we aren't judges. So so what happens is you agree on an arbitrator, probably with that panel of three thing I was talking about, choose an arbitrator, and then you give your documents to the arbitrator, both of you, and you agree that the arbitrator's decision, so they make a decision, mm. like a judge, only they don't call it a judgment, it's an award. Okay. The arbitrator looks at all the material, listens to submissions, and then goes away, and about three to five weeks later, you get what's called an award. And then the agreement usually is that you will then file that in the court. Yep. And the judge will say, oh, okay, I stamped this award. It looks fine. And it becomes an order. So it's quite a quick way of finishing matters. That's a really good the, idea. It, it is a really good idea. And the, the the safeguard, I guess, because you haven't really got a judge making these decisions. They're just people mm. like who, who, who are judges judici- are people, but no, they're not. But they're judicially trained. Yes, you know, yes. we've had a little bit of training for, well, we've had training as an arbitrator, but not as a judge. Uh, if... One of you doesn't like the award yes. and thinks there are errors in it of law. If your lawyer says he's made a mistake or she's made a mistake, you can object to it being registered in the court. And then a judge will have a look at it and either go, oh, no, that's fine. The, the yeah. arbitrator showed, you know, that's that's a good, good award. Good it's a judge. Yeah. Or they'll go, oh, what were they thinking? Yeah. And and it they don't accept it. And then you're still on the track for... For on the train a, for trial. Oh, the train for trial. So um, mediation and arbitration can allow you that to avoid the step of court. Mm. Um, but what, what we didn't discuss, I guess, is after mediation, like you've said, a lot of your clients, and, and I know personally a lot of my mm. friends and people have said that after mediation you are absolutely exhausted. You're because, because, like, you are talking about your whole life and you're arguing yeah. and and nego- <gasps> negotiating oh my god what was that an owl <laughs> sorry. sorry an owl just flew into the window no good for your bird that phobia bizarre. laura bizarre yes i have a bird phobia sorry <laughs> that that was really odd um yes yeah, so so after mediation you're really exhausted you're really tired and you mm. just need a break and that's you- just the lawyers <laughs> <laughs> so so um I've I've heard people suggest that you know you take the day off work the day after. Absolutely. You take the day off the day before if you can. Yep. And you just make sure you get an opportunity to just have a break. Yep. Don't be picking the kids up that day if you can rope mum into it or grandma. Yeah. Um, it's it is it's harder than you'd think. It's like revisiting the mm. initial mm, yuckiness. And and remember you, the court's looking at contributions and future needs so so is the mediator so they're talking about what you had right at the beginning of the relationship things that happened through the marriage or relationship what's happened since and so it brings it all back up and, and it can sometimes yucky. feel like it's a personal attack if they're saying oh. no you didn't do anything in the marriage oh, yes. so that that can really make you feel <laughs> yucky I'm, but I'm a little bit inappropriate I guess but yes, I are. used to call it the fat ass argument Mother. <laughs> I'm sorry on your podcast and everything, but you know sometimes it's quite a shock when. The, Why is it called the fast bottom? Well, I only call it that myself, but they'll say, "What do you mean? She didn't do anything. She sat on her fat 
that's the and, okay. That's the and what we really should have said was that's a non-financial contribution. <laughs> but you know, it's all about perception and and the narrative that that person's running. You know, okay, yeah. and, and, and the other person might think they did all the heavy lifting around the house and the other person was never there, always out at functions. So people have different perspectives. Of you know. the same situation. Of course. And, and it's their reality. If, if, if you, you get a basic understanding of where it's not like it's going to be a surprise that they're saying this sort of stuff. That's right. No. And, and, you know, you, um, I've seen some um, of my friends go through it where they've said things that are just, completely false or just yep. in, insulting and yeah. it's very hard for them to stay in well, the room and continue but if you suck it up and get mm. through it then you might get to the end it, it is the lawyer or the mediator's job to kind of sift through those shall we say unhelpful comments and not Fat probably, bottom <laughs> yes and not let that pass on to the other into the other room because That's if you're doing the shuttle if you're doing the shuttle have you ever seen anybody go to loggerheads in the room yes we quite quickly then break out into (laughs) our separate rooms and it's a very brave mediator that puts them back in the room again okay yes okay and I did hear a story of a rather large um property pool that was being mediated and the um the mediator said it was they were just about to agree finally getting them to agree and it was like 5.30 or something, mm-hmm. and then they all of a sudden remembered some particular um, religious yes. item yes. made out of some precious metal <laughs> or something or stone, and, and it threw the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what did he – what's that type of thing called? The cracked vase? or No, the vase? I don't know what, what it was called, but basically um, that I've heard that that – Yeah, that, that you, can ruin it. If you, so if there's anything that you definitely in the mediation are not going to budge on or you definitely mm-hmm. want – Name it at the name beginning. Name it at the beginning because if you get to the end and you've nearly agreed and everything's happy, Larry, and then all of a sudden you remember Aunt May's vase yeah. and you both fight over that and that ruins everything, then – and the whole day is wasted and all that money is wasted and all your time is wasted oh. and your emotional energy is and wasted. And, you know, if the other person has their equivalent of a cracked vase and you, they've just forgotten to mention it, mention it yourself early. We need yeah. everything out on the table yeah. at the early stages. You, otherwise, you sort of it, – it can sabotage the whole thing. It's, yeah. it's almost – uh, it's often oversight, yeah. and and you know it's as mediator. I know it's when you think, oh, this is this is going to be easy. There's they're agreeing on everything. Yeah. That's a that's a funny thing to say because it never turns out that way. There's something. something something that a lawyer mightn't have thought was important. Something a judge is certainly not going to waste his time on. Yeah. But to that person or those people, yeah, is very important. And so if there is something very important to you, then you need to make sure that you tell whoever it is that's helping you, yep. this is what's really important to me. Put it out on the table straight away. Tell the mediator mm-hmm. straight away. And then that can be dealt with and then you can move on. Yes. And everything else is easy street. That's right. It, it, it's, it's sort of dirty. It's a dirty pool for mm. someone to just create a problem at the end of the matter. Okay. That's another thing as well. So, um, And that can be really quite distressing because you think you're nearly settled and then and that you they pull out something. Yes. So yeah. is it a good idea to go into a mediation with the mindset that if it, if it settles, that would be great, but it might not? 
Like what kind of mindset are you supposed to well, go in? Well, see the, see the mediator wants you to go in with the, mi- settle, the, with the mindset that it is within your power to settle this and you will settle it today. Okay. Um, and I don't think there's any way to avoid the disappointment if a mediation falls through okay. except to say that often, as you say, it sets, it, they might've, you might have agreed on a few things, but each of you has now aired your best case yeah. and there are so many matters that settle in the weeks after a mediation. Okay. It, it just requires your attention again. So you're saying they could go away not agreeing, you could both be so close to a, mm. a, an amount or the mm. agreement and you both go, no, no, I'm not agreeing, 5% out, I'm mm-hmm. going, and then you, you could settle with out of court later, yep. a couple of days later, once so, you've had a sleep. That's and, right. And, and a rest. good strategy is for either you or your lawyer to put an offer to the other side. And uh, sorry, I'm going to mention a section of the Act again, Laura. I oh, know no. you hate it. <laughs> section 117C. That's, and that's, how do you know this? Oh, me nuts. 35 okay. years of it. Okay. Um, but it's, I'll, I'll be in trouble if they ever change the numbering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can still remember new numbers. But anyway, an offer under 117C is, is a bit of a, a tricky one. It, you put your offer to them in writing without prejudice. Okay. And, and without prejudice, which I think we only discussed in the last episode, means it can't be used. It in can't court. be used in court, so they can't say, "Oh, but she offered this." Mm. Yeah. So without Ex- prejudice. So accept, and what that means is save as for costs. So okay. you put your offer to them, and you say this is an offer under that section one one seven C, and the risk then, if they don't accept the offer, then they may have to pay your legal costs from the day you made that offer. Okay. So in a year or two down the track, when, when you, you finally get before a judge and the judge makes an award that's the same as or even better for you mm. than you made in the offer, you can stand, your lawyer can stand up on their hind legs and go, Your Honour, we made this offer way back in February 2020. And everything that's been spent since then was because this person over here was unreasonable mm-hmm. and and they are at a big risk of getting hit with a costs order and costs mean they pay your legal fees well no oh damn it S- lawyer answer again <laughs> costs mean they pay some of your legal fees okay there's well, no mechanism than nothing ever yes that's so right. make an offer after mediation yep to the, the, the where you think the judge is probably going to go anyway mm. and then if if the judge does go to that that offer mm. and and if that's what you get then you can say hey that's not really fair i had to go through all of this yep. and the judge can if you if you sue for costs can award you some money yep. as a compensation as compensation for the unreasonableness so when I like you make word, an unreasonableness. unreasonableness that's so polite but but you uh when you make an offer you can make an offer at any stage in proceedings okay and you really should make the offer at the absolute worst case you you can live with okay okay so you've got it this is this is my bottom line um i've talked about it with my lawyer we think this is like the least i'd get if i went to court yeah and that ensures when you get to court that you've got a better chance then of being able to say your honor <laughs> i'd have settled this years ago yeah you know? yeah and and it makes the other person sit up and take notice go, because not only will i if i don't accept this offer and the judge makes and offer the same as or even better for her, then not only do I have to pay all my lawyer's fees, I might have to pay the other person's lawyer's fees as well. Yeah. And it, it can be a real 
uh, wake up call. Yes, yeah. Mm. And if they if they are tight with their money, if that's mm. probably why they haven't settled, then it might push them to actually change their it, mind. It does. It makes you think. And the lawyer has their lawyer has an obligation to t- explain to them their risks. So just summing up, mm. I know we've gone over time again. Again. Um, that was the bird flying into the window, I think. <laughs> um, so if if you go in with the mindset that I'm going to settle and mm. you don't, um, from what I've seen of some of my friends, they get a little bit upset and think, oh, it's this hard. is never going to end. Mm. It's going to be on forever. But it's important to note that if, um, if the mediation doesn't settle – you are still going to, like you said, you're on that conveyor belt. You're on the conveyor you're belt. You're already on your way. Yep. You will get there. It'll happen. You yep. dra- whether you drag them kicking or screaming, it That's will end right. eventually. It will be over eventually. It's just you've got a little bit longer to go. Well, and one good consolation is you will have heard what their argument is oh, true. at the mediation. So your lawyer can pop tuck that in their back pocket and say, okay, now I know what you're going to be arguing. I'm going to get the evidence to refute that argument ready. Yep. So when we go to court, we've got the, we've got the evidence. Well, there you go. That's a positive. Yeah. Or they might even say, if that's your argument, I'm going to gather the evidence and send it to you so that you see your argument is rubbish yep. and I'll send it to you with an offer under 117C yep. and that might be all that's needed. So it, it, it'll dislodge things. So, okay. so each of these steps along the way mm. is a step towards settlement. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted just thinking about <laughs> it. But I hope that if you are about to go into mediation, um, that hopefully you've taken away some tips from this, even if it's just take some food and eat some breakfast. And, and a jumper. Oh, and a, a jumper. Coat because it can get cold yeah. in those mediation rooms. Yes. Yes, and and if you if you have someone to support you, you know that that make sure they're level headed and not too emotionally involved because you don't yes. want double double angry. <laughs> you, you really the best supporters I've seen are friends who are, are able to go. Hang on now, Cheryl. Yeah, you're getting a bit upset. Yeah, know what farm. you said to me yesterday. You you're, yep. you want out. Yeah, and and you know that's they're very good for when someone pulls out a, a sneaky little argument over yeah. something, yes. and that's a trigger. Yeah, mm. and that sets them off. Yeah, yep. so. Well, we wish you all the best, and oh, uh, we're going to be covering even more things. Uh, obviously, the next stage if I'd mediation on, doesn't work. Yes, so I'd better get on to that disclosure. I didn't answer your question, so oh, we'll do that yes, another time. Disclosure. Ooh, that's a great <laughs> word. All these lawyery words that sound horrifying. Anyway, um, I hope that's cleared up some questions for you out there. And thank you so much for listening. We send really us any questions you've send got us about what it. You've got, and um, we'll be in touch, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only, and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording in 2020.